podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. to the Cop Table podcast, where tonight we are previewing the Liverpool versus Manchester City game this coming weekend at Anfield. Joining us once again for the Reds, we have Jay Riley. Jay's a, a regular now on the, the Cop Table. Also, you can listen to him on the Radio City Fan Friday talk show with uh, Steve Hothersall and the lads. So, thanks very much, Jay. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, lads. You know, a bit disappointed with what happened in Naples, but, you know, we go again, don't we, on Sunday? Yeah, we certainly do. And on the Manchester City side of things tonight, once again with us, we have our friend Joe Doherty. Joe is a, a regular for City now on the on the Cop Table podcast. He's also um, doing a university course in uh, journalism. So we uh, want to keep an eye out uh, in the future in your, uh, in your newspapers and your your radio stations and things like that. So, how are you, Joe? Not too bad, thanks. Cheers for having me back on, Pete. Yeah, you're very welcome, Joe. Right, okay then, Jay, we're going to start off looking back at the past couple of uh, Liverpool games. Just going to touch on the the Chelsea game last weekend down at Stamford Bridge. It wasn't wasn't a bad performance, wasn't wasn't the best performances either, but uh, we come away with a point and um, all in all, a, a decent result and probably... We probably deserved the point in that game as well. Is that something you'd uh, go along with? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I thought um, you know going to Stamford Bridge, it's always a difficult place to go, isn't it? And you know, before the game, I did say on the previous podcast that I did fancy Liverpool to just about do it. Um, and really, you know, on the grand scheme of things, and you look at the general play, I do think Liverpool were probably the better side. Really, we had some really good chances and. You know, the, the front three just aren't firing at the moment. They're just not clicking at all. And, you know, we keep saying it sooner or later. Someone's going to be on the end of a hide. And Liverpool, went, once they click, we're going to score goals galore. And it's just not really happening at the moment. And, you know, we've had like a little bit of a run of form now, haven't we? Where we've struggled really and we've not scored too many goals either. And, you know, against Chelsea, we could easily have put three or four past them with the, the opportunities that we had. And it did seem like it was going to be a very frustrating evening for us, really. I mean, Hazard, it was quite a good goal, but I still think Alisson, who's been absolutely fantastic lately, I 
I still think he could have arguably done better with the shot because it wasn't right in the corner. But maybe that's being a little bit over critical of him. But you know, I think he, he was very good in the game, and he's, he's been very good for you know majority of the season, really, apart from the mistake against Leicester away. But like I say, it was a, it was a little bit frustrating, and then it did seem like the game was fizzling out to a one nil Chelsea victory, and then. This is this is the thing now when you've got someone like Daniel Sturridge or you know Shakiri coming off the bench. I mean Shakiri should have scored before Sturridge actually scored, but you know what a fantastic goal by Daniel Sturridge, and you know obviously what a what a way to get his fiftieth goal for the club. And this is what he's got in his locker. I mean I'm not a big fan of him starting games anymore because he doesn't really press, does he? The way Firmino does, and you know, he doesn't really he hasn't got the legs as he as much. He can't run the channels as much. And, but he's got that moment of magic, that moment of brilliance about him, and you know what a fantastic goal. I mean, some people question the goalkeeper, but you're never saving that. It was postage stamp, wasn't it? It was right in the top corner. It was it was an incredible goal, really, and just exactly what Liverpool deserved. You know, the, the, the least we deserved really was a point. And you know, like I say, you take that at Chelsea, don't you? And you've won like the previous like six games before that, and. Little bit disappointing that we couldn't make it seven on the top in the league. But you know, some of the games that Liverpool have had have been really difficult, haven't they? I mean, of the seven games, we've had four away games, and every single away game's been a difficult one. We've had Chelsea, as we've just touched on there. We've also had Spurs, and we've had Leicester and Palace. Now, you know, after the top six, you'd have to say Leicester, Palace, and Everton are probably the, the most toughest away games to go to, other than the top six. So Liverpool have had a really difficult start, and here we sit in the table now, you know, level with Man City there above us, aren't they on goal difference? And you know, I'm quite happy where we are at the moment in terms of like league form. But you know, it, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, this game on Sunday is going to be absolutely massive. Great stuff. Cheers, Jay. Right, okay then, Joe. Um, your last Premier League fixture, two 0 win against the uh, Huddersfield, was that a pretty, pretty routine win for you, for you guys? Against Brighton. Sorry, against Brighton, mate, yeah. Yeah, it was incredibly routine. It was, it was just one of those, you, you turn up to the ground, you know, there was a real sense that we, we felt we were going to win. and ah, There was no, there was never really any danger. I mean, Brighton did not threaten at all. They, they did defend quite well and the keeper made a couple of good saves. But, um, no, nah, when you dominate a game like that, you always know you're going to score. Incidentally, both the goals were both very good. I, we had we missed a lot of easier chances, I think, than the ones we scored. Um, Aguero also plays a huge part with, it, with his goal with a great little round. And actually, um, your boy Sterling, who started the season very well, there, took his goal well. He got an assist. So yeah, it was it's, it, it was a good win. It's an important win, but it's not one we'll look at at the end of the season as a classic. Cheers, Joe. Right, okay then, Jay. Looking back towards the Liverpool's fixture last night against Napoli, um, wasn't our best performance by by a long shot, and um, very disappointing throughout the game. Um, what was your thoughts on the on the performance as a whole, please, Jay? Shocked, massively shocked. I mean, some people have said that that performance was coming. Well, I disagree, really. I mean. I take on board Liverpool. I haven't really got going yet this season. I mean, in patches, we've played quite well. I thought we were quite good against uh, Spurs at Wembley. I thought we were quite good against Paris Saint-Germain in Europe, especially in the second half. 
be totally control the game against a very good side. And I know we scored an injury time, the winning goal, but you know it's we deserve to win that game without a shadow of a doubt. Um, but I think Liverpool have been very patchy this season. Yeah, the form hasn't been good, as I said before. The front three haven't really clicked. If anything, the defence has been the strong point. You know, Gomez and Van Dijk have been outstanding, haven't he? Andy Robertson's been great as well. Allison's looked good. Trent's been a little bit iffy at times, but you know he's had some good games as well. And it's strange, really, that you know going into this game against Napoli. I mean, they're not a bad side, but they're not the team that they were last season, in my opinion. When when Sarri was in charge, and you know Ancelotti's obviously he's, he's a great manager in terms of he's won like the European Cup a couple of times, hasn't he? But you know I just think he's a little bit more of a like a bit of a dated manager now. So. I was fully expecting Liverpool to go out there and I thought it would have been a good result but I still fancied us to win the game and I was very, very shocked at the performance. We just never got going. It was just, we looked really tired and I mean, maybe the Chelsea game on Saturday evening took a lot out of Liverpool because we seemed very leggy, especially in the second half. I mean, I thought in the first half we were poor but in the second half it just got worse and Napoli just totally dominated the game and Sometimes, like, I mean, you know, let's be honest, when you can see the late goal, it's a sucker punch, isn't it? You feel absolutely deflated, you're devastated. But I have to admit that it was coming. And really, if we'd have lost 3-0, you couldn't have complained because we were that poor on the night. And you know, Napoli played quite well in patches. I mean, I still don't think they're a great start. But we just couldn't really get near them. And they just had, obviously had a game plan. Liverpool just couldn't cope with them. And he seemed to attack our full-backs, didn't he? Now, there was, a, there was an article that I, that I read today and they were saying it needs to be rectified for the Man City game because of Sterling and Sané. Now, I get that because they're both very good players, very good wide players. But let's be brutally honest. I mean, you know, no one wants Alexander-Arnold swap for Nathaniel Klein, do they? No one wants Andy Robertson swap for Alberto Moreno. That would just be absolute suicide because, <laughs> you know, especially Moreno because he hasn't got a brain, has he? I mean, Klein's not a bad defender, he's a steady Eddie, but he offers nothing going forward in terms of width for the team. So, this is the problem I, I, I've got with it. it. It's, you know, Liverpool are over-reliant. Because midfield-wise, Liverpool have got three players who are quite rich, in Henderson, Milner, Wijnaldum. The problem we've got is we haven't got someone like an Oxlade-Chamberlain or a Lallana, or to an extent, Cater, maybe, that can sort of like link the forward play. So, it's, it's very rigid. And Liverpool are over reliant, in my opinion, on the fullbacks getting forwards, giving us the width, provide a little bit of creativity for the for the front three. And you know, ultimately, still the night against Napoli, it was like a case of we couldn't really get forward that often because you were pen back really, and you did get targeted. And a lot of the chances that Napoli had, they come from wide areas, and I take that on board. But we're talking about a one-off game here. This is not a regular occurrence, is it? That it happens week in, week out. And the two fullbacks that are actually playing in the team are our two best fullbacks. So I thought the article was absolutely, <laughs> absolute nonsense, really. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I mean the performance was really poor, and and I go as far as to say it's it's quite possibly it's certainly up there with one of the worst performances that I can ever remember under Jurgen Klopp. And I and and that's that's taken on board losing five 0 to City last season, losing four one to Tottenham last. Season, even in his first season, losing three 0 away to Watford just before the Christmas time, when I think Agallo scored for them, and we had Bogdan in goal. We put one in his own net. I mean, that performance was really bad, shocking. But at least we had chances in that game. Coutinho, Firmino, you know, 
this game against Napoli was just like an absolute disaster, really, because we didn't even have a shot on target. I mean, how can a team with Mane, Salah, Firmino not have a shot on target? It just beggars belief, doesn't it? I mean, the last time it happened was 2012, six years ago. I think that was under Dal Gleese, to be, to be honest with you. Now, you know, you would never ever think of a Jürgen Klopp team, but we just, just never got going and we just didn't work hard enough. We didn't press. And as I said, you look really, really tired. You can blame the pitch, but it's the same for both sides, in my opinion. And they might be used to that, but we just didn't get going and it was an absolutely shocking performance. And yet, we scored late, but we got what we deserved, which was absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. All night he was getting in behind the fullbacks, wasn't he? And the midfield was pretty much non-existent. Even before Cater went off, Cater didn't have his best of games. He was giving the ball away. He wasn't making his forward runs. It just just near enough every every player on the pitch, apart from maybe Joe Gomez and Virgil Van Dijk. Gomez being the standout of the of them two. Pretty much everybody else on the pitch had a shocking three four out of ten performance. So. Yeah, there's a lot to be rectified going going into Sunday's game. But looking um, back at your Champions League fixture, Joe, against uh, Hoffenheim, obviously the you went down very early on. I think it was 40-odd seconds, wasn't it? Um, then they got the equaliser and a, and a late uh, David Silva um, winner. So what was what was your views on, on City's performance uh, in that game, please, Joe? Well, I thought I thought going forward we looked quite good. We did. We had plenty of chances. Um, Aguero had quite a good game, and Sane was. I thought he he was frustrating at times, but he was really him and Sterling both really working hard, working their fullbacks. On David Silva had one of his best games of the season, if not of his City career, and he's thirty three and he's had many good games. So it was it was brilliant to watch that. And I think we did deserve to win just about. But at the back. They had a lot of pace going forward, and we were playing Ottomendi and company, which, in my opinion, is not who you play against pace. I mean, I really hope we don't play them two against you at the weekend, because otherwise you'll have us for breakfast, really, with all the pace in your attack. But um, no, it was it was a it was a bit of a swings and roundabouts game. There was chances for both sides. Like you say, they took the lead very early and put us under a lot of pressure. But it's about how you respond to that. We equalised quickly and kept. Plugging away, and we got that goal at the end, and I think we just about deserved it. No, it's a very important three points for us because a lot of people forget that was a must-win game for us after the uh, Leon game, which was an absolute farce. Yeah, and like you, you were saying, then looking towards the the game at Anfield this this coming Sunday, how do you see um, Pep Guardiola lining up? I know he's made one or two changes in the in in the defence of late, hasn't he? Choosing between Stones, Otamendi, and and Laporte, how do you see him uh, approaching this one on Sunday, Joe? Well, I would certainly play Stones and Laporte because they're both they've they've shown that despite the fact they're both quite young, they are quite an effective partnership. They work well together. They're good on the ball. They're both intelligent for their age, and they're not they're not going to get done for pace the way Company and Otamendi are. So Otamendi's had some absolute stinkers last season against Uslar. And certainly at the fullbacks, Walker's got to start at right back. And as for left back, Mendy's probably not going to play. So I, I wouldn't play Zinchenko or Delft, though I played Danilo, just so we've got a quick back for who can counter what, what you're going to throw at us, really. Because obviously you're going to. Um, but equally, I wouldn't be surprised if we went for the back three and had company, Stones, and Laporte. I'm not really sure because Pep's been 
like you say, Pep's been switching it around. It's it's just about how you adapt for this sort of game. Obviously, you're going to attack us a lot and put us under a lot of pressure. So I wouldn't be surprised if he adjusted to a back a back a back three with Walker and maybe Zinchenko playing as wing backs. Yeah, and you mentioned um, Danilo. Is he is he one that's not featured much this season? I've not heard his name mentioned much when when it's coming to Manchester City games. Is is it, it will he be someone who would be coming in from the cold if you like? Well, he got injured at the World Cup, so he missed the first few weeks. Um, he played against Oxford, and he was hit and miss in that game. But um, I don't know. He, obviously, he's behind Mendy. He's the first choice. He's probably fourth choice left back now behind Mendy, Delph, and Zinchenko. He's very much second choice right back behind Walker. But I think the fixtures are going to pile up now because we're in the we're in the League Cup. We're in the Champions League. We've got. We've got a lot of Premier League games in the space of a week as well. Cause we've got that all that ju- that joke of a fixture with Tottenham. Plus, plus we've got League Cup, and then we've got the Derby coming up after that. So Danilo will definitely play his part and feature this season as long as he doesn't get injured. So I think people are too quick to say that players aren't getting played because when you obviously it's the same for you because you're playing in the Champions League as well, and you'd expect that you'll get far in the FA Cup. Um, you always have to rotate your squad, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, with the amount of games that's that's coming thick and fast, especially before this this international break. But yeah, same similar one for you, Jay. Um, going into this game, how do you see Klopp lined up? Do you see him freshening things up? That you could bring in the likes of Shakiri or, um, depending on Cater, bring him back in again. Well, pretty much the, the team's picking itself at the moment, isn't it, with the front three and then Wijnaldum, Milner, um, Fabinho's not been playing much, has he, and Henderson or, or Keita usually. So how do you see Klopp's um, start 11 for this one against a, a very important game against Manchester City? We, I touched on before, didn't I, about the how predictable our, our midfield is and we're over-reliant on the full-backs. Getting forwards, creating a, you know obviously creativity and giving us a bit of width. And to be honest, I'd love Klopp to make a few changes. But when I say a few changes, I mean the main one for me. I think he's got to start Shakiri. I really, really do. And and the reason why I say that is, what's the point in us going three in midfield with Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Milner? Because there's there's not really enough creativity there. Is there? There's energy. There's you'll get down the pitch and they'll, they'll get in City's faces but the facts are Man City are probably going to have more of the ball on Liverpool and you can't just try and be tight and keep it defensive against them because I mean you just score you'll score goals against any team you'll score goals they'll score. I'd be very surprised if Man City don't score on Sunday so in my opinion you've got to fire, fire with fire and I think Liverpool are struggling for creativity in the middle of the park and, and I would change the sheet. I, I would try and call Guardiola's bluff. I would go for it. I'd start Shaqiri. I'd probably change system, even go 4-2-3-1. Have Shaqiri, like, a little bit behind Firmino, but he can also, what you'd have is the three behind Firmino. You'd have Mane, Shaqiri, Salah, but they could all be interchangeable because Salah could come inside, Shaqiri could go on the right-hand side. Salah could also go up front if Firmino wanted to drop deep. Just interchangeable, really, just so, just, just think of City something to think about because, you know, I just think they'll control the ball a little bit better than Liverpool. And I'm a bit concerned because we looked leggy the other night 
in Naples and really am concerned about that because the worst possible team that you want to come up against after you've had a hard game in Europe is Manchester City because if there's if there's another team in the Premier League that keeps the ball better than Liverpool and have more possession in a game of football than, than Liverpool, it's Manchester City. And the problem then is, as you know, if you play football yourself and we all have, you get tired when you're chasing shadows and this is the problem I've got. Liverpool really do need to start quick on Sunday because if we go behind, it's going to be a struggle. <coughs> Klopp, has, Klopp has also got to get the substitutions right, not leave it too late. He's got to get them spot on because my fear is because we looked really tired in midweek in, in Italy, my me, me worry is that as this game goes on on Sunday and because we, we will have been chasing the game a little bit, the last 20 minutes are crucial, aren't they, in a game like that? Because, you know, we could tire. And, and I know it sounds stupid, but we've had a hard week. You know, we to Chelsea, the travelling involved there and going to London, really hard for game, getting a point in Italy, really hard game. Game for us, we struggled. It was back to the wall at times, and we lost. We were deflated because we conceded the late goal, and it's going to affect the confidence because we haven't won a game of football for like well, it's four games ago now. So it's vitally important that Liverpool start this game quick, and we're on it. And I'm sure the, the atmosphere will be electric. The crowd will get behind, and that goes without saying because it's a massive, massive game, and you know it's very similar to last season when we played them. Yeah, I think it's the same, isn't it? An R four kickoff on a Sunday, the same way as it was like, back in January time. So. You know, it is what it is. We know what we're going to, as fans, we know we've got to play our part and we will play our part. But I just worry a little bit about that midfield. So I think he needs to change it. Uh, James Milner's been fantastic this season, but I do think he's showing a little bit of signs where he needs a little bit of a break for me. Now, I personally, I would go 4 2 3 1. I'd have the two sitting and it'd probably be Wijnaldum and Henderson. And then the three, as I've just said there, with Shakiri, maybe in the hole behind Firmino. And just try and put it on City. Try and put it on their toes, see how they like it. Because there's no point in being defensive against them. There's no point in sitting back. There's no point in trying to nullify them. Because just fight fire with fire. And we know we're going to be in for a classic if that's the case. And it should be. It was 4-3 last season. There's no reason why it can't be a similar scoreline this time around. But I do think we need to mix it up a little bit. Because you know, people underestimate how important Oxlade-Chamberlain was to this Liverpool team in the back end of last season. Because he was he was... What he what he gave to the team from a midfield area where he linked the midfield to the attack and he'd always be on the team, wouldn't he? And he'd be looking forward, thinking forward, thinking all the time. And he was quite quick and nimble, and he he linked the play really well with the forwards, whether it be left side, right side, centre forwards. And with not having him available, he's got such a bad injury. You know, the other person that you might turn to for a little bit of inspiration in that sense would maybe be Lalana, but Lalana's finished. You know, that injury that he got at the start of last season, he's never been the same since. And he's always got little niggling injuries. And, and, you know, he's not fit enough. He's just not fit enough, not good enough no more to start. So, you know, you're looking at it thinking, who else have we got? I mean, I suppose some might say, well, isn't that what Cater's meant to do? Because he's more of a box-to-box midfielder. And, and yeah, I think that's what eventually he will be. But I think he's had quite a slow start to his Liverpool career. I know I've raved about him on the podcast, you know, previous podcast saying, you know, he looks he looks a million dollars, you can tell he's gonna be a very good player. But he's had a little bit of a dip, hasn't he? He's like a little bit in and out and he's on the bench one week and he starts the week after and who knows what that injury was that he got in Naples. It was a very, very strange one. I mean at first there was no one around. It was very innocuous, wasn't he? He went down, um some were saying that it was it was something to do with his heart, then there was others saying it was something to do with his back. 
it then got confirmed that he, he, was, he was, you know, complaining of severe back pain. And then he went to hospital, stayed in as a precaution overnight. He'd done all tests on him and he's been given the all clear. But you know as well as I do, the way Klopp is, he won't rush people back and he's going to be obviously assessed over the next couple of days in training and what have you. And I just can't see him being risked for the game. I mean, he might make the match day squad. He might be on the bench and play a part, but I just can't see him starting the game. So to me, I think there needs to be changes. And, and you know, the, the one main change for me, I think all day long I would be starting Shaqiri because, okay, he might not work as hard as some of the others. He might not press. But I think what I, what I would say about him is he makes things happen. He's got that little bit of stardust about him. He's got, got magic in his boots and he can, can score a goal out of nothing. He's very creative. And, and I just think, let's go for it. Let's, let's put it on Guardiola's toes because Guardiola's not going to change for anybody. His style, in his first season, he struggled a little bit, City, after all the money that he spent. He struggled a bit to adapt to his... He was he was struggling to win, implement his style on, on the team and the group of players that he had. Even though he, he inherited very good players, he still struggled a little bit to implement things and he struggled in the league and he didn't do very well at all in his first season. Last season, they were a million dollars. They were fantastic. They won the league, in my opinion, around February, March time. It was one out of the cancer. You know, it was too easy for them last season at times. And, you know, at one stage, everyone thought they were going to do the treble or the quadruple. They were that good. So, you know, it just goes to show that his way worked eventually and they've carried on as where they left off. You know, from last season, this season, you know, the joint top at Liverpool, they've lost to Leon, okay, but. You know, they've, they've won their game every other game. There's only Wolves, isn't he, that have took a punch off them. And, you know, like I say, they're a very, very good side. Now, his system, the way he is, he's not going to change for anyone. And, and people might say, well, why should Klopp change his system for anyone? I say that on board, but I just think we need to make a, a few little adjustments here and there and try and put it on City because this is not a Liverpool team that's facing Man City with Oxlade Chamberlain in the team no more. Last season, when we beat City, the three times we did beat them at the turn of the year. Oxlade Chamberlain played a key role in every single game. Now, he's not available. We need someone with that little bit of impetus, that little bit of magic, that little bit of link play, if you like, with the forward players. And the only one, in my opinion, that you're going to be able to bring in to do that job is Shakiri. So for me, all day long, I want him to be starting this game on Sunday. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if uh, if Klopp goes with that. But yeah, that's something that you touched on there about playing the front three and Shaqiri with with a couple of um, defensive midfield types, if you like, behind them. Could be something that um, Klopp could utilise against Manchester City on um, on Sunday. But just looking once again, Joe, at the Manchester City team, one player who's returns to Anfield, if you like, have not been... Um, successful Sterling he's come back three or four times now um, he gets booed from the word go doesn't he he's never seems to fancy it um, but this season he's, he seems to have took his game to another level he's making the right decisions he's getting himself into into better positions if you like and it, it, the speed out of him is, is absolutely phenomenal so do you see Pep still trusting Sterling in a game of this this magnitude, if you like, and do you see him starting the game as he has done previously? Well, I hope so because um, Sterling this season, like last season, he improved his goal return, but there were still mistakes in him. But this season, he just looks such an intelligent player. His runs are right. He 
you can't get the ball off him. He's, he's obviously bulked. He was always quite a strong player. He's bulked up even more. I think he's arguably, been, apart from Bernardo Silva, I think he's been our best player so far this season, honestly. And it's you know his stats, his stats don't lie. He's scoring goals for fun. He's getting he's getting more, more assists than he used to. But the, the you know, like you say. This is the game to really show how much he's matured. If he goes to Anfield, doesn't let the booing get to him, and has a brilliant game, and we come away with something, then you really know he's really arrived and he's the player we always wanted him to be. But then you just feel a bit back to square one, don't you? If he, if, if he goes and he lets it get to him and has a poor game. So I would still play him, but it is getting a bit worrying that he just can't seem to do it against you lot. Especially away from home. Spot on. Cheers, Joe. Right, okay then, lads. Before I play the um, the music that by the band that's been in touch with us uh, in in the week on on Twitter. First of all, I'm gonna do the the score predictions, and then I'm gonna announce the winner of a, a little competition that we've had um, going with the the team over at uh, Three Retro, who've um, kindly agreed to to give away a, a, a 1982 retro. Liverpool share to to one of our our followers. So first of all, we're going to get the the score predictions and reasons out the way before we do our little uh, announcements on that. So, um, Joe, it is with your score prediction and a, and a reason for that, please. I'm going Liverpool three, Man City one, because we just <laughs> I want to be positive, and I know we we're not in bad form. There's no reason not to be, but. This is going to sound really childish, but I've been in this game long enough, and we just can't do it at Anfield. So I'm, I think you're, and I think you're, and Burton, to be a bit more serious, I think you're a bit of a wounded beast at the minute. This is the perfect game to sort of prove a point. So I think you'll beat us three-one, honestly. Joe's going for a three-one there. Liverpool scoreline on on Sunday. Jay, are you as confident as uh, as Joe is? I'm not confident at all. Uh, you, you know what, right? If you'd asked me this question a week ago, I would have been very confident that we could win the game because the theory would be that if you look at the games that Man City have had so far, they played the three teams who are in the bottom three now currently and they played the three promoted teams from last season in the Championship. And the only real difficult game that they've had so far was on the opening day away to Arsenal. Where, you know, obviously Arsenal have got a couple of new players and they've got a new manager and you know, it probably wasn't the toughest of games or the toughest of times to play an Arsenal team, if you get where I'm coming from. So, if you'd have asked me a week ago, I'd, I'd, I'd have said, yeah, very confident Liverpool can win the game, but I, it's going to be tough because, you know, as I've already highlighted, I mean, we've had a tough week out of we, you know, Chelsea away, the, the trip to Naples, and we're not, the confidence has looked shot to me. And it really, you know, it, the front three just haven't got going at all this season. I know for me, you know, and Salah and Mane have all scored, what, three or four goals each, but they just haven't really clicked and we've never really looked in any game, really, that we we're going to give someone a massive eye. Maybe you could you could say Tottenham at Wembley, we could have put three or four past them, but we just haven't really got going. And, and I just think we look very tired in midweek in Naples and it is a concern going into a game against Man City because, as I've already said, if there's one team that's going to keep the ball better than Liverpool, it's going to be Man City. And you know, they've got players that can hurt you all over the place. I mean, it, it's a godsend that De Bruyne is not going to be ready, but they've still got David Silva, they've got Aguero, they've got, you know, as we touched on before, Raheem Sterling, Leroy Sané. And I know 
still intends to struggle against Liverpool, but you know, we still got in his locker. I mean, Carragher was training on Monday night football. He seems to score or get an assist in every single game that he plays in. It's absolute madness, really, because he can't hit a barn door for England, can he? Not that I'm bothered because I'm not an England fan, but he's awful for England. I think he hasn't scored for three years in an England shirt. How is that right. possible when he, score, when he scores all in goals for Man City? How is that possible for them to not be able to reproduce that form for England? I just don't understand it. But, you know, like I say, I, I think they've got dangers all over the place but I don't think they're great at the back and that's why I think if Liverpool go with the mentality of fighting fire with fire if you like for playing the four forwards because you'd have to say it's four if Shaqiri did start the game and just go for it let's go toe-to-toe because as we found out last season when teams go toe-to-toe with Liverpool we normally come out on top and Paris Saint-Germain found that out as well not so long ago you go toe-to-toe with Liverpool especially at Anfield you'll get beat and City went toe-to-toe with us last season and they got beat 4-3 it was 4-1 until late in the game and it unfortunately flattered them I mean don't get me wrong it nearly actually scored a fourth at the end and that just goes to show when you get put under pressure you sink into your shell a little bit this Liverpool team seems a little bit different to that now in terms of you know Van Dijk he leads the back line really well you've got Alisson as well he commands his area better he's a good shot stop it as well so you know I, I don't think we'd crumble like that if you've got our noses in front but it is going to be tough and, and I think there's quite a few little things that you've got to take into account a few factors so you know it, it's going to be a ticky ticky game but if we can get the three points it's massive then going into the international break because we'd be top of the table again won't we as we were the previous international break so you know all things considered I mean I've got to be confident with it being at Anfield. If it was at, at the Etihad, maybe it'd be a different scenario and a different prediction, but I can only see goals. Liverpool Man City is going to produce goals. It'd be massively surprised if there wasn't goals galore in it. So, you know, with everything considered, I'm going to go for a, a very, very tight 3-2 Liverpool win. Excellent stuff. Cheers, Jay. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Congratulations to Wayne. Thanks to the guys at uh, at Three Retro who uh, kindly agreed to give away the shirt. And also coming up very very soon on the cop table, we've got a new um, new line going with uh, LA Clothing, who've um, who are going to be doing some limited edition cop table t-shirts for you to to keep an eye out as well for. So. Lots of exciting things going on with the cop table at the moment, and um, we'll have plenty of announcements for you all, all our listeners. So thanks very much, everybody, and we will speak to you very soon. Goodbye.
When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Podcast Network.